Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My name is Richard Bliss, the host. This is episode 85. This episode was a conversation that Tom Vassell and I had at Gen Con discussing Kickstarter. Enjoy. Hi, this is Richard Bliss. We're here at Gen Con. We're having a great time, and I have a great opportunity to sit down with what I consider one of the most influential voices and uh, people with most insight into the board game industry, Mr. Tom Vassell himself. Tom, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> That might be a bit too far, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, uh, Gen Con, how many Gen Cons have you been to? This is my third. Okay. I've been to many more origins, right? but I'm starting to go to Gen Con now because it's more influential at this point. Sure, it's been growing and changing. You're here. Why are you here? I'm here under three different things. Uh, so I was realizing that suddenly I can't assume any one of those. What, what are those three things? Well, one thing I'm doing is uh, I'm the news editor for Game Sleuth. So I'm hunting down all the game news I can find. Uh, the other thing is, I'm the Dice Tower main board game reviewer, so I'm hunting down every board game in existence. And then the third thing is, I'm promoting my own game, Nothing Personal, which is going to go on Kickstarter in hopefully a couple weeks. Okay, so I know it's Nothing Personal, but what, what, what's the game? Uh, nothing Personal is a mafia game. It's a What's the name of the game? Nothing Personal. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we call it Nothing Personal because that will likely be said at some point during the game. Um... I want, I'm going to call it nothing personal, not a cooperative game. Oh, that'll work. Um, but the uh, we took basically an older game, Kremlin, and started from there, and rethemed it, and then redid it, redid it. It's its own game now. And so we had actually several offers from publishers, but I decided to go the Kickstarter route using Game Salute. They're doing 95% of the stuff. I'm just promotions and design. So I'm not really a publishing... Um, we, I call myself Dice Tower Designs. That works, Dice Tower Designs. So let's talk about, so this is a great segue because we're here to talk about this whole Kickstarter phenomenon. And you know, we've interviewed a ton of game designers and people from, uh, and publishers throughout the United States over the past, uh, I don't know, how long have we been doing this? Nine days, 10 days, something like that. And I wanted to ask you specifically, because you have seen this industry and see it from such a, a broad spectrum, what impact is Kickstarter really doing to this industry? And we're talking about the board game industry itself. Kickstarter has definitely changed the straight-up hobbyist industry. I don't think Kickstarter is having a big effect on the people who play games but don't go on the internet, which is a big chunk of games. Sure, okay. Okay, That's those people enough, are still enough. going to the stores, um, maybe shopping online. Kickstarter is becoming a big news story in general, so it's starting to become more and more proficient. The effects on the industry, though, are certainly changing. Several companies have come out and said, we're doing Kickstarter. Other companies have said, we'll never do Kickstarter. You know, and there's a back and forth in that regard. Um, Game Salute has kind of rallied around and got a bunch of smaller publishers together. Uh, we're seeing a ton of games produced. It used to be, we used to laugh and talk about the guy who would do 10,000 copies and they'd sit in his garage forever and ever right. and then that guy would lose money and lose his mortgage that's not happening anymore because people can kickstart and other people are losing their money yeah, instead of this guy with that 10,000 copies they're still sitting in their garage that, they're okay. sitting in other people's garages right they're sitting in other people okay so so are we seeing here at Gen Con and I've had this discussion with a few others there's the old guard the people have been coming for years for decades and then there appears to be these young guns, these new social t uh, savvy young individuals or small groups that are banding together to create this 
this uh, Kickstarter e economy or Kickstarter uh, ecosystem. And are you seeing that? And that's the impact I'm wondering about. Well, we, I actually think there's three groups. Okay. There's the old guard. They're, you know, I call it the old boys club. Sure. But then there's the, the mainstream, the publishers, and then there's the Kickstarter. I have some concerns about that. My concerns are that a lot of people involved with Kickstarter are like, yay, Kickstarter, all these games are Kickstarter, and then they ignore all these marvelously published games that are out there. Kickstarter is not the be-all, end-all. And in fact, I'm still, I'm of the opinion that Kickstarter is not producing the innovation that people said it would. A lot of the games that we're seeing come from Kickstarter are letting people make their games, but innovation, the biggest innovation leaps that we've seen have not come from the Kickstarter side of things. Some games, uh, I often ask people, there's Kickstarter uh, projects that have done amazing, okay, and there's ones that haven't. But after, that's the project itself. When the project is over and the game goes out there and people are playing the game and stuff, how many Kickstarter games are what we would call a hit? Sure. We have two that I can think of. Alien Frontiers. Yep. And uh, the fire, Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Right. There are other games that a lot of people say they love, but it's suspect to me because they kickstarted it. And there are games that have been kickstarted that might be hits that are in production, or like Zombie Side. I'm hearing good things about that one. How about D-Day Dice? D-Day Dice. D-Day Dice is a hard one because I don't know if people are liking it because of the game or because they gave them. So much <laughs> half the company with the game, but I mean I'm serious about that. They right. gave so much that it's difficult to tell if people love the game that much or the swag they got. Can I ask then? But doesn't that ha isn't it possible that happens where I love this game game publisher? They come out with a mediocre game, and I think it's awesome because I love this game publisher. Does that happen? And oh that yeah, there's there's fanboys of every game publisher, but there's also but. How's this different? How, how are the Kickstarter fanboys different from publisher fanboys? Because I think when I go buy a game from a company, I'm not as invested as a Kickstarter is. The Kickstarter... And let's talk about that investment. You're talking about an emotional investment. Yeah, yeah. Because, especially because of many Kickstarter games, some people pay $200 to get their name in the game, whatever. Then that game, you're really going to think it's a decent thing because your name is in it. Right. I have a couple of Kickstarter games at home that I think are decent games, but I will never get rid of them because my picture's in them. <laughs> I mean, right? Right. Um, right. And that's right. I got my copy of D-Day Dice. And what's the first thing I did? Did I look at the components? Nope. I went to the back of the rule manual. Okay, where's my name? Oh, hey, there's my name. And tiny, tiny eight-point font. There it was. Yep, you're, good point. And, and so I, I like that. But it's pretty obvious when a game is a hit. Like, for example, Dominion, Seven Wonders, Carcassonne, Settlers of Catan. I think Kickstarter is going to turn the corner when one of those games becomes that hit. I think when we see that happen, it's going to come from Game Salute because they know how to promote the game. Right. And how many Kickstarter games are there on Kickstarter right now? Maybe 100, maybe at any given point? Sure. Something about that. You can take out the bottom 20 that are retheming the Monopoly or, you know, and then there's, the, then there's several that get funded because they simply put Zombie in the title or it has really cool miniatures. But where are the good ones? It's, you, can't, you usually can't tell until after it's been published. Sure, and then that, and then you're telling in the traditional way, right? That's how you tell it's a good one, the traditional way. People are talking about it, people are playing. Right, and I, I think we're still too early in the process. A lot of Kickstarter games have come out now. I would say that you know we're probably a good 50 or 100 games that have come out, but 
very, I like to go to conventions and look around and say, what is everybody playing? What games are they playing? Because you can tell if you see a game being played everywhere that it's a hit to some degree. And I get to see a Kickstarter game that's being played everywhere. A post-Kickstarter game that's not... That's correct. Yeah. I see a lot of excitement for a lot of these games that are going in. Uh, Z-Pocalypse, um, they're, well, I'm, you know, there's a whole bunch of games that are being kickstarted, and I, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not opposed to Kickstarter in any way. No, no, no. And, that, and, and I also am not saying these games are all mediocre. I think many of them are quite good. But I'm looking for great. Yeah. I'm looking for greatness. I'm looking for the next cosmic encounter, the next um, game that has a mechanic that no one's seen before and everyone copies that mechanic. And I hope that happens. But I'm worried also at the same time because as someone who gets a lot, I get a lot of prototypes. I do Kickstarter previews, right. um, which is a whole different subject. Right. Um, and a lot of Kickstarters, I think, are so caught up in the emotion that their backers have and they concentrate maybe too much on components and they forget to make their rule book make sense or be as good as it could be. They don't hire editors for their rule books. They, uh, uh, you can argue that publishers drag their feet and take forever to get things out. That, that might be true. But some Kickstarters are just throwing stuff out there and I'm starting to think some of them could have play tested a little bit longer. Sure. One of my biggest problems I have with Kickstarter projects is a lot of times these guys will contact me and they'll say, hey, can you do a preview video for me? Can you do this? And I'm like, oh, sure, you know, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, because I started my Kickstarter three weeks ago. You're supposed to be doing that stuff months before you get your Kickstarter. I just, some Kickstarters feel like people rolled out of bed and started them. Sure. And I don't like that. Okay. And so now we understand now what kind of impact is that having on is, so some people are saying, tell me why you think some people are opposed to Kickstarter. Now we just talked about the game, mediocrity, or the publishing. What about the money? What about is, is there money being siphoned away from the traditional hobby and that it's damaging? Or are we flooding the market with mediocrity games and you can't find good games? No, 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 no. That's not true. I don't I don't think Kickstarter is taking money away from the big publishers yet. At least not that anyone's told me. Um, if they are, it's small amounts. Because even if a Kickstarter gets $30,000, they're, they're never going to come close to what Fantasy Play is going to get from Star Wars miniatures. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. But um, I think people are opposed to Kickstarter because there's a group of people who will always be opposed to change. That's just the way things go. Sure. There are people who are opposed to it because it looks like an easy, it looks almost too easy. You look at these people starting a Kickstarter and people are throwing money at it, that's what it looks like. They don't realize that once these people have money thrown at them, sometimes they don't know what to do with all that money. Right. Or that I've read stories about people, who, they were planning to do 100 and now they have to do 2,000 and they don't know what to do. It overfunded and we even have some projects on Kickstarter that we have not yet been produced because the people were overwhelmed with the response. Yeah. So, I don't, it's kind of, there, there's some people, like for example, video, we're doing video right now. Yeah. I can always go on the internet and find someone who will say, I'll never watch a video review. Okay. So that's the same way I feel about Kickstarter. Someone says, ah, oh, Kickstarter's stupid. Okay. All right. You know, 
Okay, I mean, you're not well, going to you change know, their opinion. The Kickstarter projects are succeeding. A lot of them are succeeding. So who cares if people are opposed to it? That's my opinion. So tell me about this uh, this Kickstarter. So let's take a look at, so you're involved with Game Salute. Let's take a look at Game Salute. Game Salute, as it exists, would not exist without Kickstarter. Well, they started before Kickstarter. They did, but their growth and their presence and what they're doing, because now if I'm a Kickstarter product and I want to get out on the internet and I get published and I have this design and I put it on Kickstarter, who's the go-to, who's the go-to organization? Oh, Game Salute. Game Salute. You know what the problem with that is? Is Game Salute's the only person on the ball in that regard? There should be competitors against Game right. Salute. Why isn't why? And I won't name the names. But why aren't the other? Because is Game Salute a publisher? Well, because the publishers though have enough problems of their own dealing with all these things. To add in all that would be a lot of work. So Game Game Salute might have competitors someday, but they're going to come from people who start up something along the same lines, and they're going to start up with one leg down though, because Game Salute's been in this for three years. Right. And so that's the ecosystem that I'm talking about. That's the, that's the changes that are happening when I talk about the old guard and the young guns. This ecosystem of people who are like Game Salute and these other coalitions that are forming in groups that are starting to pull together and team up and, and utilize resources, while the established publishers are sitting back thinking, well, we're unassailable. We're in our castles. We can't be touched. Yet all of these barbarian hordes are starting to form up. Yeah, but I think there's room for both. And... One thing I, I, I'm, I am concerned about this grouping together is that a bunch of guys will get together and they'll say, okay, I'm promoting yours, you promote mine, and then one guy comes out with a stinker game. And then what are these other guys supposed to say? Oh, we got your back. But they shouldn't have his back if it's a bad game. Right. They shouldn't say it's a good game. And I'm, I hope that doesn't happen, but it seems like it could easily happen. Oh, it could easily happen. And that's what we're in. We're in this wild west of relationships forming, changes coming, all of those type things that are happening. What do you see, that, what kind of impact do you see long-term that Kickstarter is going to have on this industry? A year from now, two years from now, what changes are we going to see? I can't speculate because when Kickstarter came out, I said, we're going to see some major busts and then it's going to fizzle out. I'm still worried that the government's going to step in at some point and do something or that we're going to reach critical mass and we're going to see a lot more projects fail because people only have so much money to throw around. I don't like that it's evolving. I didn't know what a stretch goal was till a year ago. And I don't like that you have to do stretch goals now. And that you have to add in all this extra stuff when the, the whole point of it was for people to put money into a project so it get completed. And now, because of games like D-Day Dice and other games that give so much cool stuff, people are no longer satisfied. Satisfied unless they get something awesome. Um, and so, I think you'll see a few more publishers do Kickstarter. Queen, Queen did. Ogre doesn't count. I, I, I'm sorry, what? Ogre doesn't count. But, well, no, and I'm not counting reprints, but I'm seeing, I, 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 I know of some bigger companies that are considering it. Right. That's all I can say in that regard. But I know some bigger companies that will not do it either. So I think we'll see a stabilization at some point. I, right now we're seeing a surge, right? Um, but I think we'll see a stabilization. But I'm totally making it up because I don't know. Whenever something new comes on the scene, nobody can guess. Did we know that Facebook was going to be this big right. ten years ago? We had no idea. I hate Twitter, but apparently it's it's needed right now. Yeah. It's useful. Um, so and and you and you do it. And that's an interesting analogy you make because that is Kickstarter is not a technology innovation. 
It's got, and it's not even a process innovation. We didn't, we're not sure what kind of innovation it is, but the analogies you're using, Facebook, Twitter, these are things that have had an impact on our society. Whether you are going to participate or not, it's having an impact. And so that's, that's one of the things that we're looking at this Kickstarter thing is that people are, are seeing this change coming. But I think with Kickstarter, when it's a game company, people usually buy games because of the game or maybe the theme. With Kickstarter, a lot of these Kickstarter projects are succeeding because people are investing in the person. I won't lie, my game that we're putting on Kickstarter, a lot of people are going to get into it likely because they like my reviews. They like you. It's, yeah, they like me, you know. Yeah. And is that a fair reason to get into Kickstarter? Maybe. I don't know. I call but it the, I call but it it's the, different. Yeah, it is different. I call it the monetization of reputation. And, and, and that's what you're doing. People like you, people like what you do, and they'd like to see you keep doing it, so they want to see you be successful, and they'd like to be a part of that success, and that you're giving them a way to contribute to your success by them feeling that they're sharing in where you're going. And, and that's really the way I've been seeing Kickstarter, that emotional aspect. And when a company tries to do a Kickstarter project, a traditional company, and they forget that this is not a pre-order system, this is, there, there's more to it than that, because if you just use it as a pre-order system, it's going to come back and bite you. Because these people are invested and they're vocal and they want to feel like they contributed to something. And that's, I think, the big difference that Kickstarter's bringing is what you're kind of identifying there. I don't know if you know, about 15 or 20, I don't remember when it was, maybe 20 years ago, several designers in Germany got together and they signed a declaration that they would not sell games to companies unless that company put their name on the box. It was a major... Up to that point, designers were, you know, look at all these old American games, no designers. So now designers became a big thing to the point where we call them designer games. We call them designer games all the time. And now designers have gone even beyond that to where it's huge because of what you just said. So I think people who were for those designer games should embrace this. The designer's bigger than the game almost. Yeah. It's kind of like when you see a movie and it's directed by... Quentin Tarantino is bigger than the movie title. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's certainly interesting. It's creating change. I'm still, like I said, I'm I'm waiting for the Kickstarter hit. Hopefully it's my game. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but I don't think it will be. I'm, I, I'm waiting to play a game where I say, I cannot believe how awesome this game is. Um, and then maybe that's because the publishers are snagging those. But I also think a hit, there's only one or two hits a year. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, we have been having a very animated, which is normal when we're talking to Tom Vassell, a great discussion about Kickstarter and the impact it's having on us, the industry, the market, board games, designers, and all that type of stuff. Uh, this has been great. Uh, we could go on for hours about this. We'll have to do this again sometime. Anytime that you're out in San Francisco, you're always welcome to stop by. But we appreciate Tom taking a few minutes here at Gen Con to talk about Kickstarter. Tom, thanks for the time. Oh, glad to be here. Kickstart my game. Nothing personal. Nothing personal.